Welcome, everyone, to episode 474 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Today's topic, we are going to be covering the best of the PlayStation 4 as far as games go. Uh, We were talking about before the episode, and we are still going to do a generational recap where we compare the PS4 and the Xbox One in a more direct fashion. Um, So this one is going to be best of the PS4. I also want to give the disclaimer that I only owned a PS4 for the very beginning of the generation and didn't play a lot of the best titles. So only some of my titles are ones that I actually played and the other titles that I have on my list are the uh, the games that I, I want to play, uh, that I most want to play out of the PlayStation 4 exclusives. So I did want to give that disclaimer before we started. So Will, do you have anything you want to use for later on in the episode? Yeah, uh, I'll actually be talking about Paper Mario, uh, the Origami King. I played a lot of that this past like week and some change. Uh, so I've been doing that. Uh, and that's been actually my main focus of what I've been playing. I've been trying to do a better job playing 2020 games this year as opposed to just replaying the same old games that I like to play. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to make a more conscious effort of that. I'm a little bit stuck in that trap with playing the same handful of things right now. So, uh, yeah. But I did, however, play Super Mario Brothers 35. So I will talk about that during nice. what we played. Um, as far as news goes, there doesn't seem to be a ton of news. So we'll cover a handful of things. Um, but yeah, without further further delay, let's get into the episode. So um, I'm going to go down my list, starting in the back, which again are the games that I most would like to play. So at number five, I had Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Uh, we obviously talked a lot about this game uh, earlier in the year. Uh, Tito played it. Will, you played it. Corey played it. Um, Eric doesn't have a PlayStation 4, so he didn't play it. So, yeah, half of us played it, half of us didn't. Uh, It it seems like it's a game that's very much up my alley. It's the kind of the open world game. Um, Very well done side missions. Uh, Looks incredible. Um, It's one I would very much like to see on PC. I'm glad PlayStation is starting to take some of their their exclusive titles and putting them on PC. Uh, obviously with some of the other titles that I have on my list, that's that's been the case. But uh, yeah, it would probably be second on my list of PlayStation 4 exclusives that I most would like to see on PC. So. I could see that one coming to PC, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I just have a feeling that that's what's going to happen with it. Again, I've said it before, but even if it's a couple years down the line, I'm perfectly fine with that. Also, I didn't realize this at the time, but Sony and Epic have a, a deal. Uh, yeah. I don't know what exactly that means, but I know Detroit Become Human was first on um, Epic Games Store when it came to PC. So I don't know if yep. that, like for the PS5 generation, we see more PS5 games coming to uh, Epic Store. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's, there's a few of them, uh, like Journey and Flower. When they first came to PC, they were on Epic Games Store. I believe they're on Steam now. Uh, I'd have to check to, to make sure of that, but they they were on there, and I I feel like Journey was steeply discounted when it first came to the Epic Game Store. Um, so too, yeah. You know, and for a while I was against the Epic Game Store and and further dividing my PC gaming library. But I've talked about it, and I'll reiterate that GOG Galaxy 2.0 has kind of eliminated all that for me because all my games are in one place now. I don't mind if I have to buy games on on the Epic Game Store or on Steam or uh, Origin is kind of I think gonna go away soon. Um, yeah, 
EA's put most of their stuff on Steam now. I believe some of the stuff is making its way over to the Epic Game Store also. So I think they're kind of getting out of the out of the game for that. Um, but Ubisoft still seems to be strong with their their Uplay store. I, I don't know if they're going to go elsewhere, but yeah, uh, th- there's definitely some sort of. I know Sony and Epic did sign a deal. I don't know the details of that, uh, but it, their games are definitely Sony's games are definitely at least going to the Epic Game Store first. That was my number five, Will. What do you got for number five? Uh, number five, the PlayStation 4 was really hard to pick games to do in a top five list. So uh, <laughs> bear with me here. This probably upset some people that there will be a game on here that I won't have listed that will upset a lot of people. But uh-huh. uh, at number five, I have Until Dawn. Uh, it's still oh. one of my favorite horror games that I've ever played. Uh, I remember horror is one of my favorite genres but i don't really explore it too often because i'm a giant pansy when it comes (laughs) to stuff like that so i don't you know scary movies sometimes really mess with me i'm that type of person but until dawn was one of my favorite horror games ever and i loved the how the concept of all of these friends like meeting up in a cabin on top of a mountain and then like all of the the murder happens it's just that everybody gets separated and each chapter is like from a different person's perspective and how everybody gets separated and depending on like the choices you make it like decides who lives and who dies which is just really cool in my opinion um i will say i didn't love the supernatural twist that it took later in the game as much as i the first like two-thirds of the game uh i don't want to say it lost me but i was like ah you know would have preferred it to be a little bit more of a grounded thing versus a supernatural thing Mm -hmm. but nonetheless i still loved the game it was one of those it reminds me a lot of the um life is strange the walking dead games but a little bit more interactive uh i just love that style of game i love the stories that it tells and until dawn's a game i kind of want to go back and play um soon so i know when the playstation 5 comes out they have the playstation collection and that's one of the games on there. Something I'm gonna wait until uh, PS5 comes out and whenever I can procure one um, to play it again. But that's one I could have sworn was on PC also, and I just checked and it is not on PC. So uh, I, I I would have bet money that that was one of the ones that came to PC, but it has not. So yeah, um, you know it's funny. The developer of that, which I'm blanking on the name. Uh, yeah. Let's see if I can find it real quick gonna be like oh duh when when you when you look it up but i was gonna say super massive but i don't think it oh it is super massive okay um they actually haven't been able that like this game didn't review incredibly well i think it only has like a 79 percent on metacritic but like 96 percent of people like you know how it does the fans loved the game uh it actually was a pretty massive success considering i don't think sony expected it to to be uh, but I don't think Supermassive Games has really hit on a game like that since then, too. Because they've done the the Dark Pictures anthology, and I don't really think any of those games have done very well so far. Sure. So, love until dawn. Uh-huh. Um, for my number four, I got Persona 5. It's not on uh, PC yet, but it would very much like it to be. Uh, again, I only had a PlayStation 4 the first year that it was out. Um, so a game like, 
well, a game that's later on my list, I actually borrowed Will's PlayStation 4 to play. Um, but yeah, Persona 5, Will's, Will's uh, sung its praises for a couple years now. Uh, I very much think it's a game that I would I would like to play just 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 hearing about it. I have watched a little bit, a little tiny bit on like YouTube and stuff. And I very much like the presentation of the game. Um, that alone is enough to make me think, uh, you know, this is something that I want to experience more of. Just the way the menus are laid out, uh, it's almost like it almost looks like like comic book type of style to it uh, as far as how the menus are laid out. And I, I just think that's really neat. Neat and interesting way to way to do that sort of thing. Um, I know it's a lot of hours, um, so if it can, it would be ideal if it would come to like the Nintendo Switch. That were I have a lot easier time sinking a lot of hours into a Nintendo Switch game than I do anything else really, because uh, I don't consider the Switch as like I don't want to say it's like a, not a gaming machine, but like whenever I sit down to play something on my computer, I'm usually playing like with my kids, like Fortnite or Spellbreak or what have you. Yeah. Um, but the the Switch I can fit in in small pieces at, at other times. So, uh, like I have 400 plus hours in Animal Crossing. So, um, you know, if that gives you an idea of how much Switch I've played over the past, but it doesn't really feel like I've spent 400 hours playing Animal Crossing. You know. Yeah, because you can fit it in like 40 minutes here and there. Exactly, exactly. When I have a, a few free moments, I can do stuff in Animal Crossing or, or any other game because of how easy it is to, to shut off games and stuff and re, and pick up and restart immediately, you know. Um, but yeah, that, that would be the ideal place for me for Persona 5. I don't know graphically if it can handle it. There's been rumors about Persona 5 on both PC and the Switch, so hopefully at some point that would be great. I think one of the two will happen for sure. I mean, Persona 4 got ported to um, Steam recently, yeah, and yeah. it was a success. And I read that they're considering doing other stuff. Um, I think Persona 3 and 5 coming to PC are pretty much a shoo-in to happen. Yeah, that would be awesome. Eventually. Okay, number four, Will. Uh, at number four, I have Ghost of Tsushima. Um we did an episode on the game and pretty much sang its praises. Uh, me, Tito, and Corey all really liked it. Um, what a just a fantastic game that is. I loved what they did with the open world because a lot of the reviews for the game, again, kind of going back to Until Dawn, don't really say how good the game really is because it's got like an 85 or whatever, but I think that's underselling how good of a game it was. Uh, Tito kind of broke it down quite uh, quite well. Uh, that each like side story, uh, the tales, they do such a good job with it, and how a lot of it, in my opinion, didn't feel too samey, which is a really hard thing to do yeah. in an open world RPG, especially now because all of that stuff has really been done, and it's really not easy to innovate on that at this point, considering how much open world games there are out there. Uh, but I think they do a really good job of being able to hit you with a short, like 20, 30 minute story snippet uh, of these random characters in this world with mind you Ghost of Tsushima's world is like one of the prettiest worlds in the game. Uh, just going over some of these sprawling plains with these cherry blossoms or these like blue flowers, like everywhere. It's just really, it's a very scenic game for how deadly it is. Like the beauty uh, comparison next to it is, is really well done. Uh, but that's like really good. I love the main story of the game. Uh, I like the direction that it took. And it's a new game, so I don't really want to spoil it. 
Um, so I won't really get into too much of the story stuff that I do really like because I do want people to go out and play it. And I think the combat is really, really well executed in the game. Uh, all of the stuff like the parry system, the counter system is well done. Uh, you kind of get punished for just trying to hack and slash your way through enemies eventually in the game, which is really cool because then you got to actually fight a little bit more, uh, more like a samurai, a little more technical. Uh, but you can also, and I'm a sucker for this in every video game, the stealthy route of being able to take out people. Uh, and the really cool thing about being stealthy is it's considered dishonorable uh, in Japanese culture for the samurai. So when that happens, apparently uh, the weather reflects your actions. So if you're fighting honorably like a normal samurai, it'll be sunny outside. But if you're kind of not and fighting dishonorably, it'll be rainy and stormy, which is a really cool thing. Yes, um, it is. So when I played, it was storming quite a bit for my playthrough. So... Um, but yeah, I love Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, it's a game I I want to go back and play it still. Uh, the only reason I haven't put more hours into it is I'm trying to play a lot more 2020 games this year. Because uh, I know whenever I do the thumbies, I don't play as many games of that year that I should. So I'm trying to do a little bit better of a job this year, considering this 2020 has been a weirder year and I have a little <laughs> bit more time on my hands Yep, to play some games here and there. So, uh, But yeah, love Ghost of Tsushima. Nice. Uh, okay, uh, my number three, and this may come as a come as a surprise, but The Last of Us. Now, I think this probably this might have been pushed off my list ultimately had I played more PlayStation Four exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the reasons why I dislike this game comes down to my I didn't dislike it. I shouldn't say that. Uh, my frustrations with the game come down to my personal preference for playing a shooter style game with a keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my frustration with the game was fighting with the controls and aiming and all that stuff. And I, I feel like I would have enjoyed the game as a whole more. One of my other games that I have on my list here, it also has I have same exact situation. Um, but ultimately like I do, I do think it had a great story. I, I, I thought it was a little bit more anticlimactic than a lot of other people. Um, but I do, I do think it was a, it was a really good story to tell, and um, I think I would have liked it more if I had been able to play it with the keyboard and mouse, mm. and uh, you know that's my preferred playing style again for that that type of game. So, Last of Us at number three, good pick, Dan. Last that is of a good pick. Last of Us remastered, I should say. It was on the the PlayStation Four version, so the up the visuals were a little bit updated. Um, I also would have preferred playing it at higher refresh rates. I think it would have benefited from being played at 60 frames per second at least instead of uh 30 so yeah it's funny uh i really like the last of us too or as well um really i really love the game but it's one of those games that i don't feel like playing sometimes um i don't know what it is like uncharted i love uncharted 4 but same sort of thing and i think it's a naughty dog thing um I actually saw a video where people were saying, I think Naughty Dog's way of making games is a little outdated, which is, I don't necessarily disagree with. With that being said, I did not play The Last of Us 2, so I don't know how that plays comparatively to the other games, but um, I'm waiting to play The Last of Us 2 on PS5, so we'll see how they hold up with that. But The Last of Us is a really good pick, Dan. Yeah. I really like it. Um, so, let's see. Last of Us Remastered. Oh, it does run at 60 frames per second on the vanilla PS4. But I was I was wrong about that. 
Oh yeah, okay. I, you know what? I think I remember comparing the frame rates because I do. Th I think they have a thirty frame per second option. Yeah, I think they can lock at thirty or. 60. Yes, I think you can lock it at thirty to play it as the original. Um, again, I, I did want to correct myself because as I said that, I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't think that was one of the games I complained about being thirty frames per second. It was a few years ago now when I played it. It was five years ago. Yeah. Or whatever. Um. Yeah. So. Last of Us, yeah. Uh, again, personal preference, uh, keyboard and mouse for that type of thing. So, where were we? Are you on your you're on number you're number three now, right? Yep, on number three. Okay, have at it. Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm -hmm. Boy, this is a newcomer. Uh, what a game this is! Because as a Final Fantasy fan and a Final Fantasy VII fan specifically as well, um, this game. It's a lot of. I, I've been saying all year that there's not many games that quite hit the highs that Final Fantasy VII Remake does. And it's a lot of it is nostalgia, but a lot of it is just really well done. Um, I can spoil a little bit of things because a lot of the things I'll talk about real quick are in the original game. Some of the moments, like the plate falling on Sector 7, uh -huh. was amazingly done. The Don Corneo stuff in Sector 6, uh, Wall Market, was really well done. Uh, storming Shinra headquarters to save Aerith. Really well done. Um, meeting uh, Red 13. Loved that part too, even though he's not playable, but he's going to be in the next part. So I'm all right with it. I get it. Just what a game. I love everything that they've done with it. And I love the direction they went with it because things are going to get different in the remake while still holding up because they said that they're going to follow the same plan of what part two should be uh -huh. uh, but i think it's going to deviate a little bit judging from what i've interpreted from the ending and you know people hated that ending i really liked it i think it was really well done um yeah i was enamored with it it was weird i started playing the game in april when it came out when Corey bought it but it didn't really like grab me until fairly recently when i just like sat down and like all right like i'm going to play a final fantasy 7 and just like you know get through it and see what i think of it and i couldn't stop playing once i got back into it so um fantastic game yeah that's one i, I would like to see come to pc i think it's it's supposed to from what i gather right that's i think one of the so. ones i think it's a timed exclusive to playstation for a little bit okay yeah but it'll be, I think I saw a leaked thing, that uh, like an Xbox port or whatever. Okay. There was a leaked, like, picture of the case or whatever from an online website. You know how all those things leak all the time. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Uh, number two for me is Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh. Now, my opinion of this game significantly improved once I was, again, able to play it on PC with a keyboard and mouse. Uh, I did not... I didn't hate it on the PlayStation 4, but I it was unplayable for me because I could not hit anything with the bow and arrow. Uh, most of the enemies I fought, I had to melee, which it's not really a melee type of game. It's a you're primarily supposed to use the bow and arrow and then melee like close up if you get someone too close to you to finish them off, uh, that sort of thing. So it, the the combat never worked for me. Um, Again, uh, it was also 30... That was one was definitely 30 frames per second on the PS4. Um, so when I played it on PC, all of my, my frustrations with the game were immediately wiped out. 
uh, and I was able to enjoy the game for how beautiful it is, how well done it is, the voice acting superb, the story is really interesting, uh, the world is spectacular, beautiful, and and uh, a very interesting and unique concept I think for our world. Um, and I I love Horizon Zero Dawn, so um, this is like a like a postscript kind of you know I I love the game but not as a PS4 game. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like my personal preferences for that sort of thing should influence my best of the PS4 list. You know, I think I think it deserves to be number two on my list because of how good of a game it is. Also, number two on my list is Horizon Zero Dawn. Dan, mm-hmm. I think uh, you summed it up there. It's one of the more interesting stories in video games. Uh, yeah. And again, that's kind of a I don't want to say it's a hard thing to do, but it's a difficult thing because we see a lot of the same tropes in stories. But yep. this one really well done um i just love the whole concept behind it and the world is extremely fascinating because you're in a world with robotic dinosaurs but yeah. it's tribal times and uh-huh. you're just, it's very confusing uh but as you dig deeper it's it's so well done the combat's amazing um everything about it i adore about horizon zero dawn uh part of the reason why i got a pc was to play horizon zero dawn again uh at better can i don't want to say better conditions but better conditions for it so uh absolutely adore horizon zero dawn yeah okay so number one uh number one game on my list of best of the ps4 is bloodborne nice bloodborne was superb um and uh, this is one that i borrow i borrowed will's playstation to play it i played maybe eight hours of it uh and i'm a big fan of the dark souls games i'm a big fan of from software just about everything that they do is spectacular um thanks thanks man (laughs) okay i'm doing a podcast i'll be with you in just a minute okay (laughs) um yeah so uh that's also one i would very much like to see on pc 60 frames per second uh, or higher uh you know higher i'm capable of doing now um, but yeah, no, Bloodborne, the world is amazing. The combat is really good. A lot of people say that that's their favorite Souls-style game, which is saying a lot because Demon Souls, Dark Souls, um, Sekiro now is part of the like Souls games thing. And for a lot of people to say that that's their favorite is a testament to how good Bloodborne was. So again, that's one that's been rumored to come to PC for a while now. I haven't seen anything official or anything even like super convincing i'm i'm about 50 50 on whether or not i think it's gonna come to pc so um but very much like to see it on pc but that's one like i didn't mind playing on the ps4 uh even at 30 frames per second which is noticeable in that game at least it was was for me um but yeah superb yeah, Bloodborne's actually one of the only Souls games that I'm considering playing. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Souls games, but I think uh, Bloodborne will get played by me at some point. I think the game um, just plays different enough that it might keep my interest. It's not, it's I don't want to say not methodical, but it's faster paced, right? Is it faster paced? Yep, it's 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 faster paced than the Souls games, but not faster paced than Sekiro. Okay. Uh, and I actually didn't mind Sekiro. I was just so bad at it. I just didn't feel like <laughs> trying to figure it out after a certain point. Sekiro so. was very, very hard. Yeah, that's if that's the hardest Souls game and Bloodborne's easier, it might be my happy medium. So yeah, the the difference is uh, is you can summon help in the Souls games and Bloodborne. So Sekiro's like screw you. Sekiro's like you're on your own all the yeah. time. So. Figure it, figure it out. Yep. 
But yeah, no, Bloodborne, that's another game that's coming to the PlayStation Plus uh, collection for PS5 too. So, um, And I believe I read that they're doing the frame rate upgrade so i think it will play at 60 frames so that's that's a good that's a good thing you're gonna get ruined once games like are regularly hitting higher frames than 60 and then when that those games that come out at 30 frames yeah well i'm hoping that's not really a thing anymore especially with new games but when you like i like to go back and play older games like i'm playing mario 64 right now frame rate's terrible and it's really noticeable right away, but after you get playing it, you, you you stop realizing it. It's also not as big of a deal when you're playing it on a TV that's ten feet away. You know, like if I if I was playing it on like a computer screen, like two feet away from me, it would make my eyes hurt. But yeah, hey, far away I've on a TV is fine. Been meaning to ask: Are you upset with the Mario All Stars port? No, I don't think so. I mean, I've only played Mario 64. I can't really speak to Sunshine. I have watched a decent amount of Super Mario Sunshine on uh, on YouTube. So um, it looks a lot better than than the the um, original version. It's it's widescreen. Mm-hmm. It's also a lot higher resolution. So I uh, haven't played it, so I don't know how it plays. Uh, and I know Mario Galaxy is significantly improved. Mm-hmm. Um being hd instead of uh not hd like it was so i was just curious because a lot of people were actually really upset with the three games and how they were their condition i don't know i think i think it was a steal for 60 dollars for the for those those three games um i've probably put 15 hours into mario 64 alone and i don't quite have half the stars Mm. i think i'm at like 56 maybe okay so yeah, I didn't. I don't have a problem with the ports either. I was just curious what where you came down on it because a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's not sixty frames or whatever." I, like, eh. I think they wanted. I want. I think they wanted to keep it as close to the original games as possible. Um, that's why I think that's why they only did like resolution upgrades, and then for Mario Sunshine's sake, they 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 made it widescreen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. No, I. I mean, people will find anything to complain about. No, <laughs> not gamers. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, no, Bloodborne's a good pick. I want to get to it at some point, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, Will, number one. My number one is Persona 5, specifically Royal. Um, I think that's the better version. Um, so, Dan, if you're ever playing Persona, play Persona 5 Royal. Um there's just some quality of life improvements to that game and some new content added in that makes it just a little bit better than the original Persona 5. But, man, Persona 5 Royal, best JRPG of all time. I still stand by that. Um, that game, it's incredible, uh, the amount. I have played through it twice. Between Persona 5, I played through once, and then Royal once. And I really, really, really am considering starting another playthrough of Royal and a new game plus here pretty soon just because, like, getting that itch to play it again Um, oh sure uh really really adore the persona franchise Uh, i'm excited for them to port three over so i can play three at some point even though it's probably a little bit rougher comparatively to the the other ones but i adore the games joker is a great character all of the other characters are great um this game will be making an appearance in my top 10 list games of all time when we hit what four five hundred yeah we're not too far off yeah, so, so spoiler, it will be there. Uh, I don't know where exactly, so sure. Uh, I'm excited for 
for that. But yeah, I love Persona 5. Definitely my number one game for the PlayStation era. Persona 5 regular version is going to be also in the PS Plus collection. Oh, cool. Service. So um, those are three games that I think uh, I mentioned that are all, I mean, Dan, and even a game that you had on there was on there, uh, the PlayStation Plus collection, The Last of Us. So four games between two of our lists are on the uh collection list so if you're getting a playstation 5 get ps plus you have access to these games yeah i i think that that's necessary especially if they have you know playstation has a better launch lineup no question uh, but there's still only like what two games two new games that are coming out for for it yeah um so yeah i i like i know a lot of people aren't happy with backwards compatibility being a thing at launch but really like you know, if you get one or two new games and then have the backwards compatibility, that fills the gap. So at least you have older, you know, if you don't like playing older games, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah. Um, as someone who does like to play older games, that to me, that fills the gaps of, of waiting to play something else, you know? Why I waited for The Last of Us 2 is so, like, I had a game to play that's yeah high quality. I did want to say, I, I don't, it was conspicuous in its absence i think but i did not put the last of us two on my on my thing um i watched about half of the entire game like 12 13 hours worth yeah uh i think it drags on a little too much for me to uh, have have enjoyed it i did not play it i watched it um but I, i do think it dragged on a little bit a little bit too long so actually funny you mentioned that i was watching some uh I don't know where it was. I wasn't watching. I was looking it up on YouTube or no, I can't talk the how long to beat of the original game and then checking out how long to beat the second game was. And it was a lot more time. And I was surprised. I was like, man, are they going to be able to actually fill out? I know it was was like 30 hours. It was double or triple. Uh, It was, I think it was almost triple the hours. Cause I think last of us, the first one we, I know we looked it up, but it was at least double uh, the length. So, yeah, and it's like with that style of game, can you really like fill out thirty hours worth of game with that? Uh, yeah. So I haven't played it or seen anything of it. I've actually been able to avoid spoilers and everything, so yeah. I have no idea what happens. Um, I am gonna try to watch the rest of it just because I'm curious about how how it ends up. I do, I do want to know. I think I know why it gets the hate that it does. I don't agree with like why it gets the hate, but I th- I I think I have it figured out like where the story's going that that people crapped Perhaps. on it. And, okay. But again, that's never okay. Don't do that. Yeah, don't send death threats to developers for their no. version of a game. Nope. But um, also, real quick, Dan, uh, the PlayStation Five talked about, or I think it was Sony mentioned that there's going to be only ten games uh, from their library that won't be backwards compatible. Oh, that's good. Uh, and it was games like Afrojack. Okay. So it's then none of them. It was like Shadow Run Complex or something was like the best game on there. Uh, okay. So um, I don't know exactly what they're doing with backwards compatibility because the only thing they said is these games won't be backwards compatible. They said everything else will be. So I don't know if at launch everything will be available or not. So oh, okay, um, good. That, yeah, it's a good sign. Definitely a good sign. All right. Let's get into nibble bits then, shall we? Sure, let's do it. All right. Uh, so Razer announced a few new products at RazerCon 2020. The first being a Razer gaming chair called the Razer Isker. Uh, it's a nice looking chair. It's 
thick, T-H-I-C-C, thick. Uh, it's got the typical razor look in the black and with uh, neon green highlights. Looks like a nice chair. It is going to be 500 bucks though, which is a lot. You can get a, a decent gaming chair from Amazon for 150 So uh, I don't know. You, like, you may sit in it and be like, oh, my God, I have to have this. I don't, you know, but I don't know. Uh, also, yeah. a bit... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead no, on. that's that's a lot for a chair. I mean, I know Johnny's chair was like three or four hundred or something, and I was like, eh. What know. did he get? A DX racer? I don't know what chair he got. I'd have to ask him. But okay, I know like uh, Herman Miller makes like really high end chairs, and they're like twelve hundred bucks or fifteen hundred bucks. So I don't know if they're going that route, and and in comparison, if the Razer one's going to seem cheap compared to that, or if they're going for the standard like gaming chair that's. I don't yeah. know, you know, like this, but has the the razor tax on it, you know. Yeah, razor tax. Uh, I like that. Um, the they also announced the Razer Siren Mini microphone, which is great, greatly priced. It's it's only going to be fifty bucks. It's a fairly simple setup, but uh, they're going to come in pink, black, and white. Uh, fifty bucks, I think, for a Razer microphone is good. Me and Will both use the Razer Siren. The Razer Sear and X microphones for for podcasting and whatnot. So, oh yeah, uh, I I really like it. So that's a that's a good price, fifty bucks. Hopefully, you can actually get these though. All that stuff is still like hard to get after all these weeks and months uh, during quarantine and whatnot. Next up on the list is Razer Tomahawk PC gaming cases. Um, again, they have the standard black look with the looks like neon green highlight in the front um, of the razor logo uh, this one looks like it has rainbow undercarriage that's kind of cool mm-hmm. uh, but those are going to be 180 dollars for the itx and 200 dollars for the atx um, and then they announced the razor kraken bt kitty edition which is a razor headset with kitty ears on it <laughs> it's cute <laughs> interesting yeah so some new Razer products. Uh, I think I had one other thing on here I wanted to cover. Uh, I don't know. Nope, maybe not. Razer credit card. Oh, d- yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, Razer seen that to, like a week ago. Razer's trying to make every aspect of your life colored, light up. I'm all for the R- RGB everything. Yeah. Or, yeah, RGB everything. I was going to yeah. say RGB, but it's RBG. Um, yeah, I would love to have neon lights on everything. That's <clears throat> I love it. That's what they're going for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything, Will? Uh, just one thing, actually. Uh, for the Final Fantasy 16 uh, is likely not ages away as basic development and scenario production is already done. So they're kind of working on uh, big assets, and, like large-scale cutscenes, stages, fields, and boss battles. So... Uh, currently what they're working on basically the framework of everything is done they're just trying to fill in details now so that's nice. great news because i saw that and i was like oh man we're gonna have to wait like 19 years to play 16 especially because i have a renewed final fantasy love right now um because of the remake and it seems like it might be out next year at some point i don't know how long that takes especially because they're remote but it seems like maybe a next year release date for them yeah and plus the trailer looked awesome so yeah it did being yep. back into final fantasy feels good feels right 
Yeah. I, well, I think it kind of lost its way for a little while. And then, uh, you know, Final Fantasy 15 came out and was, was pretty good. That's actually one I have to revisit now that I have a computer powerful enough to handle it. I've been playing it, Dan. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, my computer did okay before, but it wasn't. It wasn't not playable, but it like it. I had to lower the graphics enough that it looked terrible for it to run smoothly. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm I'm capable of playing it, so I'll have to I'll have to do that. I'm actually having issues with it running smoothly. It stutters a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not a good person trying to figure out that stuff, so I don't know. But okay. it does run a little stuttery. I mean, I do have it on max settings though, so it could be maybe I should just lower it down one. But sure, I'm being a graphics snob right now. <laughs> Sure. Once you get a taste of it. Yeah, I gotta see it at its best. Yep. Okay. So, that's uh, my only nibble bit, though. How was your week, Will? Alright. Uh, really not a whole lot been going on. Uh, we talked about the Lightning winning the Cup, I believe. Did we talk about that? I think I think so. Well, congr congratulations to the Lightning. Yep. Uh, so that happened. NHL free agency happened, too, which is cool. Um, so our team has made some moves, Dan. The Leafs got uh, got some good players on I'm excited about. Predators made a few moves, getting rid of Turris. Um I was surprised by all the stuff they did. Yeah, they did quite a bit, right? They let Craig Smith go. He yeah. signed with the Bruins. They let they traded Austin Watson to the Senators. Um, uh, yeah, they bought out Kyle Turris, and he went to the Oilers. Mm -hmm. uh, Colin Blackwell, they let go, and he's—I think he signed with the Rangers. Oh yeah, he did sign with the Rangers. You're right. So they let quite a few guys go. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, I was you know what, with a weird year it is. Like now we would usually be starting NHL hockey. Now we're like all the free agency moves are happening. It's like a weird, weird timeline that it is right now, but. Um, draft happened too. I don't know how'd you felt about the Nashville's first pick. I was happy with it. He was he's apparently been the best goaltending prospect since Carey Price came out, Ooh. which is high praise. I don't know if that's actually the case, but a lot of people were praising his. Uh, they thought he should have been drafted higher, uh, but I know goalies don't usually go in the first round. So, um, yeah, but yeah. but people seem pleased with with that pick. So yeah. I didn't know much about him. I know his KHL stats so far this year are really good. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, uh, like, uh, Shesterkin good, almost. Oh, so, man. If you guys go to Shesterkin? Who knows? That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that football, football is in a weird place right now. Yeah. Um, with coronavirus, I mean, the Patriots and, uh, Titans had more issues, so their games got, uh, probably delayed, postponed. I don't know what's going to happen. That's for the NFL to figure out, not me. Yeah, it's a little harder to make up a football game than it is to make up a baseball or hockey or any anything else, you know? Yep. It's yep. because of the physical toll, like players need a couple days after a game to 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 recover a little bit, you know, and you just can't squeeze a football game into into anywhere, you know. Listening to the Pat McAfee show uh kind of is interesting because you get to hear what the players go through to just to play and it's pretty crazy to just hear kind of the physical toll that it plays on the players every week like they literally can't move for like two days after a game and then like they start ramping up for a game like wednesday thursday friday so yeah um i give those football players a lot of credit going through that every week so yeah um, i mean you just look at the size of the players and you're getting hit 
just about every play probably especially like if you're a lineman or a, a running back you get hit maybe half the plays like that's a huge physical toll if you yeah. play on defense you know you're making a tackle every other play or like it's crazy you're trying to light people up every time like if you're a <laughs> exactly. running back or a linebacker or a lineman yeah you're getting crushed every play yeah by huge huge people yeah these are these are the biggest strongest athletes that like we're throwing out there it's absurd so um yeah so it'll be interesting uh the whole covid stuff makes fantasy football lineups that much more hard to considering yeah. eric has a we are eric set up our league with a two tight end league tight ends are tough to begin with to have one let alone two uh this week i have one of them on buy i traded my other one away to eric actually a couple weeks before and then i have another one who's the buffalo tight end but they're not playing this week so i have no tight ends playing and i just gotta deal with it yeah, my primary football fantasy football league that I'm in, they we postponed the season. We decided not to not to have it this year. So that's smart. Yeah, I mean, we pro- like it was looking at the beginning like, oh, we probably could have done this, but as the time has gone on, it's gotten more difficult with you know again the the Patriots uh, and the and the Titans having their their issues with coronavirus and and ma- like how how do you factor in makeup games and, and to make it fair like. And there's a lot there, you know, it's, 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 it's hard. Yeah. And makes me wonder, like, are the Titans, what did they do for all of this to spread? I mean, cause <sighs> it, there's, I mean, it's funny. We don't know still very much about any of this, so it's tough to say, but I don't know what happened with the Titans for them to just keep having issues two plus weeks into having their first outbreak. So yeah. Uh, same with the Patriots. Patriots are on a lot less of a, a smaller scale. I think they've only had like four total. It's just been like Newton and then nothing and then Gilmore, then nothing for like four days and then another player and then nothing. So, yeah. Um, it's, I don't know what the Titans did over there. But Who knows? They're, they're having some problems. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when, when all the other leagues come back too. Like, you know, is our hockey, is hockey going to do the bubble thing again? Probably not. I would, I would guess they're probably going to try to have a normal season. Um, but you can't, you know, they didn't have, as far as I know, they didn't have any positive tests within the bubble. I think they were able to keep yep. keep everything. Same, I th- same with basketball, I think. I don't, or yep, did that, one player test test positive? If I um, remember correctly, both sports were negative. All okay, yeah. Um, I, I do know that they had someone violate the bubble. The basketball had someone violate the bubble. Um, but he, I think he was like not allowed to come back at all. If I yeah. remember correctly, that was like towards the beginning. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I, baseball, it doesn't even seem like. Uh, I know they had some issues at the beginning, um, but to, like as as it went on, I don't think they had anything going on, and they had yeah. like a more normal normal season. Yeah, basically the Cardinals and Dol or not Dolphins, Marlins both had issues right off the bat, right. and then there was nothing the rest of the season really. Right. Um, it's football is interesting because there's so many, there's 53 man rosters. They extended or expanded practice squad uh, for people who would get the virus so they can like have people, you know, jump back and yeah. forth yeah, and makes then all, sense. all of the staff. So it's like an 80 man thing. Um, it's a lot harder to keep 80 men from doing something <laughs> stupid versus yeah. 20, 25, 30, maybe basketball has like 11. Yeah. So, um it's it's hard to contain you got to get buy-in from every single person and um 
it's really hard to tell young 20 year old millionaires to not go do what they want to do yeah not do anything yeah so um it's gonna be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes by i think uh nhl i mean it'll be january when the nhl starts back up uh baseball is in a bubble right now to finish playoffs off so that's going on oh they are doing a bubble for the playoffs yeah which the yankees lost in the most just like chapman in the ninth inning of or i guess bottom eight um playoff games just oh my lord we gave up a home run to lose the game again for the second year in a row i saw that they lost it and i didn't watch any of it but yeah i watched the seventh eighth and ninth inning and Uh stands overpaid but whatever um but yeah just sports really it's the only thing i appreciate all the sports trying to go on as normal because i like normalcy and if the players are down to play i think they should be allowed to play i don't really um yeah I don't really believe in canceling everything. If people want to play their sports and take precautions, then they should be able to. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen because at least here in New York, like there's no high school sports of any kind. Uh, but I know a lot of other states are are doing high school sports. So, I, like, I feel bad for the kids that are hoping for scholarships and stuff. I don't. Does that affect their ability to get scholarships? I don't know. That would be that. That would be terrible. Uh, I, I think for like the really talented people, no, I think they already have them. But the people who are like on the cusp and like the senior year is like big for them or whatever. Yeah, yeah I think it really affects them. Or junior year, I think junior year is the big year where they get. Yeah. That so. Oh. Yeah, it sucks. Anyway, it sucks. We're we're hoping for a, a quick end to all of this, please. So, uh, my week. That's that's all you want to talk about, right, Will? Yeah, definitely. Um, for my week, I had a couple things that I wanted to talk about. Of course, I'm drawing blanks right now. Uh, I got to start writing this stuff down. Uh, the first thing that was, that was kind of weird and it was, uh, one of those kind of worlds colliding moments was, uh, Fall Guys had a season two tournament that they did for charity. And, uh, some of the gaming people that I follow that I never would have associated crossing paths, cross paths. So, uh, Zach Scott was in it, so I've talked about Zach Scott a lot. He's the YouTuber that we watch all the time. And then uh, Courage. Do you know Courage, Will? I do not know Courage. Yeah, he's a, he's on 100 Thieves. Um, Jack Courage Dunlop. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in it, and he hangs out with like like Ninja and, and Tim the Tapman and that Nick Merckx, okay. like that, that crew. Uh, and then Alana Pierce was one of the casters for it. Really? He's been, been in gaming for a long time. So it was just weird to see all those people. Like I never, even though they're all in gaming, it was weird to see them not, not even interact, but just be associated with the same thing. Yeah. Gaming just, worlds <laughs> coming together. Exactly. It was, it was very weird. Um, uh, so watch that. Oh, dang it. I feel like I had something else. I'm not going to come up with it. So uh, we can move on to what we played. Dude. Real quick, how much yeah. stream do you watch in the course of a day? Do you have a stream on in the background, or do you just kind of like tune in when you have time to tune in? So, I the the only stream I really watch consistently is is Tim the Tapman. So I'll put okay. his, his stream on like at the beginning. Uh, he he does he goes through his like donations uh, and all that stuff. Um, he it's he I don't, he has a name for it. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, but he's usually what I watch. But then occasionally, like if I have time el- elsewhere, 
Um, I do kind of have it on the background, yeah, but I'll sit and, and watch him for a little bit uh, just because I find him wild, wildly entertaining. But occasionally I'll pop into, like, Dr. Lupo's stream if he's playing something interesting. Mm -hmm. um, occasionally I'll pop into Ninja's stream. Um, oops, there's one other one that I occasionally pop into. It's not going to come to me right now. Um, but then, like, for Zach Scott, his, his is YouTube videos for the most part. He does stream on occasion yeah. on YouTube. But we'll, we'll, we have hit one of his videos on somewhere in the house at all times of every day. <laughs> so uh, me and my wife will watch, like when we go to bed, we'll put on one of his YouTube videos. Lately it's been for, we've been watching Mario 64, Mario Sunshine videos that he's done. There's always, like I said, at least one, sometimes two and three videos we have of his going on all at the same time. Yeah. The day. So. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I just like watching video games. Like, I, there's all these amazing shows out there that I should be watching, probably, but I just watch video games, you know? Yeah, I'm actually the same way. Like, I watch a lot of YouTube from game stuff or, like, space stuff. Like, I watch that instead of watching TV shows. Like, yeah. I will watch anime versus watching whatever is really popular and, like, the main. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't care about what's, like, popular in TV right now. I just, like, yeah. I'll, I've got my lane of stuff I want to watch, and I just do that instead. Yep. And, Video, <laughs> it's video games i have my um, interests and just stick with them at this I point think, yeah i mean i think a lot of it is is it's really hard for me to like focus on something for even 25 minutes for like a short episode of tv like because i like to i like to absorb myself into whatever i'm watching yeah and it's very hard to find that 25 minutes uninterrupted where i can just watch something and pay attention to it yeah so with the game videos like you know especially games that i've played before I can watch it and I'm interested in it, but I don't have to like pay super close attention to it every second. It's the same with streams, you know, um, for the most part, uh, outside of a few like key moments. Like I, I talked about, uh, when, when Tim, the tap man was doing the, 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 uh, fall guys thing, when he was trying to get his first crown, I was like glued to that for hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, but 250,000 people were all watching him at the same <laughs> time. Insane. Uh, and then, you know, when he did get it, it was, it was an awesome moment, but that like that, that doesn't happen all that often, you know, in, in, in games, like you can, you can have the stream up, you can watch a little bit here. If like, I've got five kids that I have to manage when I'm home during the day, you know, so I can't sit and watch something. And then at night, is, is that's my free time i'm usually like super tired after a day of managing five kids so if i'm not playing video games if i'm watching something i'm half asleep yeah so uh, it's hard for me to focus on anything at that point too you know yeah so really like you might have time to watch one episode before you either lose interest or you're like knocked out so exactly like yeah. you choose your times carefully yep that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, Game of Thrones was was the only thing in years that's been able to like hold my attention. You know. Yeah. So, and that's like the perfect storm of all the stuff you're interested in. Yeah, exactly. So it was like exactly you could not not see it. You know. Right. Right. And that was an hour once a week. You know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, what we played. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I played Super Mario 35. Those of you that don't know, that is the Mario Super Mario Brothers, the original Mario Brothers. That's the Battle Royale version of it. Uh, it's really actually pretty fun and pretty interesting. So 
the way it works is you go up against 34 other players also playing Super Mario Brothers, and uh, the the battle royale version of it is collecting coins will buy you power ups instead of uh, like giving you extra lives because once you die you're you're done. That's that's you're getting eliminated. Um, so from anything you know, falling in a hole, getting hit by a bad guy. Um, the attacking the way you attack is by defeating enemies. So like stomping on Goombas, stomping on uh, Koopas, we'll send them to other other players to hopefully like clog up their their levels that they're playing uh and last man standing wins so uh it's it's pretty fun i i did end up man uh i did manage to win one nice um, yeah but it's there's there's a little more strategy involved in it than than just that but it's it's a lot more fun than i thought it was going to be i was not interested at all when i heard about it i was like okay why would I want to play that? But cool sounds all um, right, whatever. Yeah, but I, I did try it and it's it's pretty fun. So yeah. I, if you have a Nintendo Switch, if you have a Nintendo Switch online, I would definitely suggest giving it a try. This is free. It's free with Nintendo Switch online. So now, do you progress through levels? Like there is one, levels one, one, two, one, three. Uh, yes. So as you progress, you unlock more levels that you play in. So. Okay. You start when you first start off the game. It's just one one, and then you go to one two. Uh, but for, I don't know if it's random, but you kind of jump around a little bit to different levels. But okay. it is those levels w- with more enemies, you know, basically. Okay. Um, I think I have through the second world unlocked, so I can when I play, I can play through all those levels that I've unlocked so far. It goes all the way to the second world. I think it goes all the way through all the worlds i have i only have right now through the second world unlocked wow i didn't know it went that far i thought it kind of just stopped like in world one no i mean there's the warp pipes that you go that you know the secret warp pipes that you can go to (laughs) you're good you're good (laughs) i'll cut that part out you're good you're good um Ah, so yeah, kids there there is warp pipes that you can kind of choose where you go. So a lot of a lot of times when I would get to the warp pipes at the at the end of the like the world one two or any other world that they're in, I would, it, if one of the options was to go back to one one, that's where I would go. Yeah, because that's the easiest level, obviously. So. Yeah, the one you're most familiar with too. Yep. Yep. So it's like all these levels preserve just with more enemies in them now. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that. It is. Um, so I played that. I played lots of Fortnite. Yeah, Play Fortnite. Fortnite just about every night. Um, I was telling you guys before we started that uh, Marlo hit a 200 meter snipe the other day, <laughs> and I nearly crapped myself because she hadn't been good with the sniper rifle at all. Uh, we we had a couple of people in the distance. I knocked one of them with the sniper rifle, and I was, the other person was going to revive their teammate. And I had them lined up in my sights to snipe them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I see them get eliminated. I'm like, "What? What the heck?" And I looked over, and Marlo had sniped them with, before I got the chance to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah. So that. that's that. So we're so, still playing a buttload of Fortnite. Yeah. So Marlo's getting getting pretty good. Yeah, surprisingly good. Uh, she's not even seven yet, so she's probably a lot better than me. Probably. I mean, there's things that she needs to work on. Yeah. The first being standing still. It's 
sometimes for too long and mm. getting sniped from a distance. Yeah, just makes makes her an easy target. Exactly. So I've I've been working on her with that, but like her aim is surprisingly good. I'm su- always surprised at her building. Yeah. She I I want to say she's probably a better builder than I am. Um, that's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. So. Because <laughs> I can't even fathom how to build anything in that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I not a good builder at all. I, I will admit that. That's definitely my weakest weakest uh, skill in the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've gotten to the point where I can, like, easily build, like, to go up and down places. Um, but I can't, like, I can't build a fortress in, in half a second like some of the better players can. I want to work on doing that, and I want to learn how to do the, all the editing for panels and stuff. Um, see if I can get better at that, but it's out of, out of out of reach for right now so yeah isn't it funny like watching kids play things and how quickly they can learn and get better oh yeah yeah like i said she's she's six yeah so <laughs> and she has the desire to get better which i think i talked about a couple weeks ago maybe got the, uh, my the, son, the grit yeah my son doesn't have that as much he's like i was when i was younger is you get decent at something uh, but once it gets a little bit hard, then you give up. Um, <laughs> but she she likes to push through all that. So yeah, I'm definitely going to encourage that in general, um, but also obviously with video games. So yeah, that's, like I said, that's a good quality to have. Yes, it is. Uh, I wish I had that quality and everything. Me too. Uh, outside of that, I think I mean, I played a little more Mario 64. I don't really have anything to talk about with that. I played a little spell break don't really have anything to talk about with that so i downloaded rogue company i would like to try that at some point mm. uh, i downloaded hades i would like to try that at some point but that's all i played for now so what do you got will uh the main thing that i've played uh is paper mario the origami king ah uh, yes uh, which i actually beat so hey um, well done thank you i put a lot of time in this week you beat it as well right yep um what a game yeah um i the more i played it the more i liked it and i think that game does a lot of things really really well my main complaint is probably the amount of toads in it i'm not gonna lie (laughs) there's a lot of toads yeah well and it makes sense in context of the story a little bit later with king ollie Uh but i thought i was like man there's a lot of characters that they could use that aren't toads that are on the good guy's side that they just didn't and it's just toads for every like just for everything uh-huh. it did get saved end game when with bowser and his minions being yeah. on like being with you yeah whole game uh-huh. that saved it a lot because you are interacting with sniffits shy guys koopa troopas uh, goombas um the stuff with kamek and bowser jr was like my favorite part of the game yeah yeah, the writing was superb. Oh, game. it was so good. And Shane Grispa was like my favorite part of that game. Yeah. I was like laughing so many times because like you're going through that jungle with Kamek, Bowser Jr., Olivia, and Mario. Yeah. And like Kamek is like, no, nah, it's like this way. And then Olivia's like, no, it's this way. And Bowser Jr. is like, it's this way. Kamek was right every single time. And like yeah. his whole character was like, no one gives him any credit for anything. Yep. It was just, it was so, it was really excellently done. I loved the writing. I thought the areas that they like incorporated all, were all just stunning. Like it's yeah. one of the better visual games. Like in my opinion, it's one of the best visual like games graphically, visual wise uh, this year. 
um the paper mache and like the origami is like beautifully done like the game was developed and looks really really good um my other complaint which kind of wasn't a complaint towards the end was the combat because i was like man this game really would benefit from more of an rpg system but what i think is really cool is the combat is straight up pretty much a puzzle every single time yeah Um, and what i also liked about it is if you just didn't want to fight you could kind of just skip most of the fights in an area um and just avoid enemies which is a really cool thing so it's like you didn't need to fight but if you wanted to there's that option yeah so like where i was like man i wish there was a little bit more of an rpg elements with skill points and like more equipment i was like it's kind of okay because at least the fighting is different enough um and at least it's puzzly so it's different every time the boss fights were unreal those were so much fun the boss fights were were, because the combat system changes a little bit yep everything that you did know going in was kind of flipped on its head uh and like olivia with the different value metals too were really cool being able to turn to the different elements uh yeah i really this game did a lot right um and i feel like a lot of people in gaming media have started to realize that because i was watching a lot of youtube videos about how people are like origami king's pretty good Um, yeah it's not a perfect game but like it's a pretty good paper mario game Um, yep it's i mean everyone bashes sticker star and color splash which i don't even think color splash was as bad as a lot of people thought it was no it i think people are starting to come around to that one too um sticker star was was the worst one so yeah because um, everyone hates sticker star so much that yeah. they just didn't even give color splash really uh the time of day right um but you know i think the origami king really is a fantastic game um yeah it's going to be one of those sleeper games at the end of the year where I think might come up in more categories in the thummies than I'm expecting to. Oh yeah, definitely. Just because it's just like, it has, it really does have a lot going for it. It's got some of the better writing and it's got some of the better visuals. Um, I loved the overall story. Olivia is mm-hmm. a great character. I absolutely loved that they brought in new characters as opposed to rehashing Bowser as the villain again. Um, yeah. Olivia and Ollie, great characters to add in. So uh-huh. Olivia, I mean Bobby. I haven't even brought up Bobby. That broke my heart. <laughs> was that what you were referring to when the game was going yeah. places? Yeah. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it. I, I'll talk to Will. You know. So yeah, there's there's that part where you come across the big rock and you're like, wait, I think I know what's gonna happen here. But then they're like, no, we got to go do this before. And so you're like, oh, whew. And then you get back to that rock and you're like, no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Well, that's exactly what happened. Cause I was like, when it fell, I was like, all right, I think I know what they're going to do with Bobby yeah. here. And then, but then like, you're like, they're not going to do that. What? No, they're, <laughs> we're going, we're going to Peach's ship. Okay. Yep. That's good. And then, it happened and i was like oh man well even with olivia at the end too with the wish i was like yeah and like what is why why are they doing this <laughs> this is supposed to be a happy game yeah it, it wasn't it actually wasn't there's was a lot of depressing scenes and then, you know what the horror undertone in the game too with the origami soldiers was yeah I, again i talk about loving horror but the start of that game awesome and then like the lifelessness of the origami soldiers that yeah. um, ollie makes like they just like staring off in the distance then they just like attack you yeah really like the game was per- is excellent i yeah. speak very Agreed. highly of it uh, and Agreed. this is like a stealth game that came out of nowhere no one knew this was coming yeah 
Yeah, because they they surprise announced it and then dropped it like two months later. I think it was. Yep, there was like nothing, no uh, no warning of this happening. No, nope. which I I love that Nintendo does that because they did that with the new Hyrule Warriors game too. Yep, and 3D All Stars. 3D All Stars, yeah. So we didn't get much from Nintendo this year, but it was all, in my opinion, really good. Yeah. Uh, we haven't played um, Age of Calamity, but I can't imagine that's going to be a uh, a bust. No, I don't think so. But uh, that's really all I played. I just wanted to, I really wanted to give the Origami King its due. Um, I wanted to play a game that wasn't an RPG after all of the RPGs that I played. So I kind of right. played that for like the adventure game. So uh-huh. uh, love it. Loved that game. Nice. Uh, I, that's everything then, right? Yeah, I think so. We, we don't have we don't have any feedback. I will double check real quick, but I'm pretty sure that we don't. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no feedback. So, uh, so for those that don't know, if you're probably getting this episode late, we are actually recording on a Sunday morning, and I. Th- think we're probably going to be start recording on a weekend morning for the foreseeable future uh cory says he thinks he's generally able to record more on the weekend mornings um i had this episode is also not live for those that may might have been looking for us on twitch uh, just because i didn't know how it was going to go with uh you know all the chaos in the background uh, i've had to mute my microphone a couple times to to you know tell my kids to quiet down a little bit so um Hopefully we can get back to being live. I know it's going to be early for our for our, our Pacific Coast people, um, but we're we're kind of experimenting with 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 this this setup uh, for right now. So for I would guess for the foreseeable future we'll be recording weekend mornings either Saturday or Sunday, probably starting at about ten a.m. So um, once once we get more figured, out, I might even set up a situation where I can have record downstairs. Uh, if if that's the case, then 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 we can live stream. Um, but we'll, we'll get all that figured out and we'll, we'll keep you posted probably on the episode. I probably won't post anything on Twitter or whatever about it because no one ever ends up seeing that stuff. Anyway, the best way to communicate is through this. So, um, so yeah, look for our our next week's episode. Uh, also Saturday, Sunday, maybe even Monday, probably at the latest. If I don't get to editing it right away, uh, I'll edit it Sunday night and put it up for Monday or Saturday night and put it up for Sunday. So, yeah. Um, probably looking at doing our generation recap next week well i don't think we have any new games to to talk about so yeah that's fine with me um we thought about doing that this morning but we didn't have any time to prepare so uh if i have a week to prepare i'll be able to get some some stuff on our generational recap so that's everything i got will you good yeah it's uh it's pretty much all for me sounds good all right so that'll do it for episode 474 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan i'm will Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.